Well, you've probably heard your share of home improvement horror stories, shoddy work, missed deadlines, cost overruns, and no-show home improvement contractors. And maybe you've already lived through that contractor hell, but you don't need to. Reference checking is the ball game. Read our 10 questions to ask a contractor's previous customers when you hit moneypit.com. Just click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. Coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us now with your home improvement question. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT because we are here to make those jobs easier to accomplish. Easier to get done. If you're stuck with a do-it-yourself dilemma, let us help by calling us right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Hey, it is a buyer's market out there right now. Lots and lots of inventory. Maybe your New Year's resolution is to get a new house. If you're a first-time buyer, it can be a bit scary. That's why we invited our friend Bob Bila to stop by with some great advice and insight from his many decades in the real estate and home improvement business on how to find that perfect property. And he's got some pretty cool tips. And also ahead this hour, you know, you might be surprised to learn that winter is the busiest time of year for firefighters. So if emergency crews needed to find your house in a hurry, could they identify it pretty darn quickly from the street? Well, we'll give you the advice to put your home on the map. And undertaking a renovation that includes a hot tub, a jetted tub, a new shower, or another plumbing upgrade is a big project, and one where you're definitely going to want to consider adding a tankless water heater. Why? Because they are super energy efficient, and they deliver hot water fast if you install them near the bath. We're going to tell you how to do that in just a bit. And also this hour, we're giving away a great prize. It's a residential security system from the folks over at Swan. It's worth $199, and it includes a digital camera that oh-so-secretly will catch intruders in the the act of doing whatever it is they are not supposed to be doing. Will it also catch teenagers that are coming in past curfew? Exactly. I mean, put it wherever you want. If you've just made a fresh batch of cookies, put it by the kitchen so you can see if hubby's stealing them or your kids or whatever. This could be the best trick ever in the house. 888-666-3974. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Leslie, who's first? Talking to Paulette in Illinois. What can we do for you? Hi. Um... I was wondering about um, a garden that would absorb or, you know, my, the sub-pump in my yard really gets saturated, the, the yard area, okay. the ground. Right. So is, is a, a garden a good way to, um, you know, absorb some of that water? Well, does the sub-pump run more after heavy rainfall? Um. It does. Okay, so a couple of things here. First of all, let's talk about how to reduce the uh, the amount of water that the, that the pump has to pump out. Secondly, let's talk about what we can do with that discharge. Okay. The answer to the first question is, if your sump pump is working overtime, you probably have a drainage problem somewhere at the mm. foundation Especially perimeter. Especially after rain. Yeah, exactly. So your soil is probably a bit too flat, needs to be regraded to slope away from the walls more. I'm going to do all that. That is something I'll do in the spring. Okay. But it's more than that. It's, it runs... You know, all year round. So there, mm-hmm. it's, it has to do with underneath um, my foundation. 
Mm. Yeah, but you told me that it runs. It's worse after rain. Yes, it runs. Um, oh, I would say worse. Yeah. Well, please, during the rain, you know, the the one in August. Right. That thing could not keep up. It was unbelievable. All right, so a couple of things we want you to do. We want you to improve the grading and the drainage. Do the soil, clean the gutters out, extend the downspouts out away from the foundation perimeter. Now, on the extension, if your house is, is your house positioned in such a way where you could possibly install some underground drains off of those gutters and then take that water perhaps to the street or some other place in the property where it could drain uh, with gravity? Uh there's one possibility. Because if you could do that, that would be the hot ticket because you could also take the sump pump discharge and drop it into the same line. There is a fitting that uh, takes a four-inch uh, drain uh, pipe off of the gutter system and converts it to a four-inch round PVC connection. And then you could use solid PVC pipe and actually solidly pipe this underground and then discharge it somewhere off towards the edge of the property. And I would physically plumb the sump pump discharge right into that. Be careful that you have at least a quarter inch per foot pitch, which is not very much. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. But that will take the water out and that will stop that ponding in that corner. Because probably what's happened, if that water's dumping out right there, it's a vicious cycle. It just goes right back through the soil, mm-hmm. in through the foundation and back into the sump again. That's, that's very possible. Because for four years, this thing ran continuously. I mean, it was just, it drives me crazy. It was the same water. It just kept me running. (laughs) (laughs) Paula, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Thank you. Charles in Maryland, welcome to the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Well, I have a question about linseed oil. I have a a cypress board uh, on the outside of my house, and my mother-in-law has been putting linseed oil on it. However... She's passed away now, and I don't know what she was using. Was she using boiled or was she using raw linseed oil? Interesting question. Do you know what the difference is between boiled linseed oil and raw? Uh, the difference is that, that the boiled linseed oil is the only one that dries. The raw one does not dry. And so for a siding sealing material, for an exterior finish, you use boiled linseed oil. When would you ever want it to not dry? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, I think if you were doing a finish technique called a French polish, which is something that's used in furniture making, Mm -hmm. where you mix wax and linseed oil together and you do it um, like on a lathe when something's spinning around very fast, that's one time I think I've used it. Um, But for the most part, in terms of sealing anything outside the house, always use boiled linseed oil. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. One other useless fact that I've trapped in my brain. (laughs) Why, thank you, Cliff Clavin. (laughs) You are listening to the Money Pit, and everybody here over at Team Money Pit wants to wish you a happy new year. Well, we can help you put your home on your resolution list this year by helping you tackle all of those projects. So call in your home repair or your home improvement question to get those lists started right away and on the right foot. 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, are you making a renovation that includes a new bath? Are you making over your bathroom that you have right now? Well, there is one item that you need to consider. You won't be able to see it when your room is done, but you will definitely be able to feel the results every single day. We'll tell you what it is next. Wouldn't it be great if you never had to worry about running out of hot water? Do you want to pay less money to heat water for your home? How about this? A $300 credit on this year's taxes. All of those things can be yours with a Ream tankless water heater. 
A Ream tankless water heater is backed up by more than 80 years of trusted quality and a reliable reputation and provides as much hot water as you want when you want it. You can run the dishwasher, your washing machine, and shower at the same time and still have plenty of hot water left over. And Ream tankless water heaters qualify for a $300 federal energy efficiency tax credit through the end of 2007. So if you're in the market for a new water heater and you never want to run out of hot water again, now is a great time to go tankless. Plenty of hot water, energy efficiency, and a $300 tax credit. What more could you want? Relax, it's Ream. Visit SmarterHotWater.com to learn more. That's SmarterHotWater.com. Soaring energy prices, brutal insurance rates, variable rate loans that go nowhere but up. These are very tough times for homeowners. So we decided to do something about it. That's right. We partnered with the American Homeowners Association to create a program to ease the squeeze on American homeowners. And we're so sure that you're going to save tons of money using this unique membership that we're going to give you a month for free. Not only that, we'll give you a pair of top-notch electronic tools from Zircon, the LaserBall 360, and the sensor i60 just for becoming a member you will save money with your membership we guarantee it call 1-866-REAL-HOME that's 1-866-REAL-HOME it's a no-brainer but you're going to have to be one of our first 1,000 members so call right now at 1-866-REAL-HOME table saw 18 volt drill driver 8 piece combo kit You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are chock-a-block full of great expert advice. Perhaps you're wondering where you should store your motorcycle for the winter. Well, <laughs> we would recommend against the addict. Probably a bad idea. Unless your joists are rated for Harley, <laughs> then it'd probably be okay. For other less dramatic questions, call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. If you do, you could win a cool prize we're giving away to one caller this hour, the Swan Digital Private Eye Security System. It's worth 199 bucks. It looks kind of like a simple alarm system, but it's got a motion detector that will uh, sort of trigger if somebody walks by it. And Leslie says she could set it up in front of the refrigerator to catch the <laughs> diet cheaters. So there's another possible use for it. Anyway, I'm telling you, it could open up a whole bunch of fun around the house. <laughs> it could uh, it could also open up some embarrassing moments. So we would recommend <laughs> against that. Use it for the security purpose for which it is intended. And if you want to win it, call us now at one eight 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 Money Pit because one caller to the program this hour that. And here's the rules. You must come on the air and ask your home improvement question 
may get a chance at winning just that. All right. Well, we love bathroom makeovers, and we know that bathrooms offer a huge return on investment all over the country. They really do provide all that money, well, a good portion of it back from what you invest into the project. Behind that is kitchens. But if you've got a bathroom on the project list this year, or even if someone you know is thinking about renovating their home bath, or even just adding a jetted tub or a hot tub or one of those multiple spa-like showers, a body spray unit, or just even adding another bathroom to the house, more than likely there's going to be a need to upgrade the hot water supply, especially if you're going from one bath to two. You know, it really is a piece of cake with the installation of a tankless water heater. Now, tankless units, they're a lot smaller, which makes them super easy to install almost anywhere in your home. They're also much more energy efficient because they heat water only as you need it, which means that you're never, ever going to run out of hot water. And Rheem, which is a great company, offers a variety of both tanked and tankless water heaters that can supply enough hot water for any renovation or any home addition. If you're interested in enhancing your renovation or your home addition with an energy-efficient Rheem tankless water heater, great website to visit. It's going to answer all your questions. It's smarterhotwater.com. Or, of course, visit moneypit.com and ask us your question today. Or call us right now at one 888 Pit. Leslie, who's next? Kenton, Montana has a question about flooring. What can we help you with? Hey, I have uh, a couple bathrooms that have linoleum on the floor. Okay. And I want to tile over them. And a friend of mine told me that I can put some thin set down, wonderboard, and tile. Well, right wonderboard, thin set, <laughs> the other way around. Yeah, thin set, wonderboard. Well, I'm going to put the. They put thin set down before the wonderboard, nail it down, and then put thin set again for the tile. Hmm. When I've done countertops, I've done wonderboard, thin set, then tile. Yeah. Exactly. I've never created like a mud base for a wonderboard it. sandwich. But you nail it down, right? No, no, you're thinking of Wonder Bread. That's the no. sandwich. You do, yeah, Wonder Bread. You do nail it down or screw it down. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, attach, the, you attach the Wonder Board, then you put the thin set on top of that. But no trouble going over the linoleum. No, it shouldn't be. There's no reason to take that up. As long as it's flat, I would go right over it. There's really no reason to pull it. Are you doing this in the kitchen? No, it's two bathrooms. Oh, okay. All right. Well... No, then you're going to pull the toilet out, and you're going to have right. to extend the drain so that it comes up another half inch or so, or whatever the thickness of that is. That's something. Yeah, I mean, how do I do. do that? Well, there's a there's actually a um, a component for your plumbing system that will extend that. Yeah. That fits inside there. So yeah, but that's a plumbing repair, and that's something you'll have to do because otherwise you have to make up that distance. Man, that's. Uh... Is that more than you can? That's important on? stuff. That's important yeah. stuff, right there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You don't want to have a leak. No. <laughs> and then make sure when you're reattaching that toilet to the floor, Kent, that you don't over tighten the screws and shatter the porcelain. Yeah, that's a bad right. thing too. Yeah, I know. I've done that before. <laughs> you knew that. All right, yeah. Ken. Good luck with that project. Well, Thanks thank, so much for calling us you. at eight 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 Money Pit. Calling from my neck of the woods, Long Island, New York. Dorothy, welcome to the Money Pit. What can we help you with? Hi. I have a garage door that uh, at night opens by itself. Okay. Uh, first time, I didn't know what time. The second time, I happened to get up at 2.30, looked out the window. The garage door was closed, but when I went to the garage, it was open at 6.30. Now, my garage door is not hardwired. 
So what I have been doing is closing the door and then walking 10 or 15 feet and unplugging the door. However, I am uh, handicapped, and this is difficult for me. Now, I came in on one of your programs in the middle where you, one of you said there was something that had a whole bunch of different codes for the garage doors. Dorothy, how old is your garage door opener? Well, I had a new unit put in four years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. But that company, unfortunately, is out of business. Now, right. what gets me is I'm afraid to call somebody because I'm an old lady by myself and I'm afraid they're going to take advantage of me. All right, Dorothy, let me tell you what's going on here. If you have a, a, an older garage door opener or one that is not up to modern standards, it's not going to have the right type of encoding. The, very, the old openers only had, you know, four, five, six, eight, ten different possible codes. And the new ones use something called rolling code technology. So every time the door goes up, every time you use your remote, it actually physically changes the code. And there are millions of different codes. And it all is handled automatically by the opener itself, by the transmitter that's the kind that you keep in your car. And Tom, that would be bad. So because if your neighbor's got a similar code and they go to open their garage, yours would open too. Well, exactly. And that's what I think may be happening to Dorothy. Someone else in your neighborhood may have the same code. And uh, when the conditions are right, that's actually opening your garage door. So I think the solution here, Dorothy, is a new garage door opener. And you have to specifically ask if the opener has something called rolling code technology. It is very common. It's not hard to find. Most of the new openers have it. And that's what you need to ask about rolling code technology. If they have that, then you will probably be absolutely fine and solve this problem. And you'll not have to unplug your garage door opener anymore. There's no way you can switch it yourself? Well, you, there might be. It depends. Um, if you look at the back of the of the garage door opener, there's a set of switches. They're called dip switches. Mm -hmm. And they're probably going to be adjusted. One will be up, one will be down, and so on. And that's going to match the pattern of the dip switches on the transmitter itself. Now, what you could do is try to change that pattern. And uh, if you do that, you know, it may be that if someone else has the same pattern, then perhaps you get fortunate enough that uh, it doesn't open and close automatically anymore. But even so, it's not really smart to have a garage door opener that's not protected by rolling code because, you know, the crooks can have a garage door opener with, you know, 10 different combinations. And, and they can just go up everyone. and down the street and try every one. Exactly. Michael in Pennsylvania is dealing with a slow drain. Tell us about your problem. Hey, I got a slow drain uh, situation, uh, all copper pipes. Uh, it's like an inch and three-quarter, well, I guess two-inch pipe. Um, and uh, I took a snake in there that I got from a rent-a-center, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's the it's like a drill all hooked up, turn on spins, and, and ran that in. Right. That freed it up a little bit, but it's still kind of slow. What's the best way to uh, chemically clean out... Uh, uh, a slow drain like that. Well, we've got a natural way for you to give a whirl first before you go ahead and try anything super harsh that could, you know, actually do some damage to the plumbing itself. Mm -hmm. You want to mm -hmm. take one half cup of each salt, baking soda, and vinegar, the white vinegar, and pour that mm -hmm. down the drain. And then you want to follow it with two quarts of super boiling water. And that's going to sort of activate everything and get it to sort of foam up and clean its way down the drain itself. That should usually do the trick. I've also found that Roto-Root 
Magruder makes um, a natural enzyme that comes in a liquid form that you mix with hot water and you do this once a month. And that sort of helps loosen up all the goo and soap scum and hair and stuff that tends to build up down the drain as well and help move it along. It's always better Mm -hmm. to try natural stuff first because the chemicals can be really harsh to the plumbing and end up causing a whole nother host of problems. Right. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'll give that a shot. You're welcome, Michael. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Dean in Utah has a question about insulating a slab house. Dean, how can we help? I, I want to save energy by insulating the, my slab floor of my existing house. Okay. And uh, uh, I understand that some of this uh, foam board could be used, but uh, uh, that there's an optimum angle at which to place that foam board next to your house. It, it doesn't need to, uh, it, it's not good to have it parallel to the foundation wall, but but at some angle going out into the soil. Now, your goal here is to warm the first floor of the house, or is there a basement? What, what area would no, you recommend? No, it, it, it's a slab, one-story one house. Right. Well, you, what you're talking about is putting insulation against the outside of the foundation walls, correct? Right, exactly. Okay, and, and, and this is a house that's already constructed, right? This is not yes. one you're building. So in order to do that, you'd have to excavate out the soil around the house. Yes, that's a boatload of work for a little bit of benefit, my friend. I'm not so sure I would do that. Just a lot of work. And you know, if you're looking for ways to make your house more energy efficient, to make your house warmer, there's probably a lot of other things that you can do besides that. You'll pick up a little bit of, uh, of insulation by doing that, but, man, that's a lot of work, excavating all that soil, getting it out so you can get down a couple of feet and putting foam board against the walls. A lot of work for a little bit of benefit. I would rather suggest that you look into having an energy audit done, and I would be surprised if you didn't find a dozen other places where uh, that energy and that money is better spent to reduce the, uh, the, the cost of operating your home, sir. And Dean, your energy provider can do that energy audit for you. Many, you know, a lot of times these companies will do it for little or no charge, and then they basically tell you where these energy leaks are around your home and give you some ideas on how to fix them. For example, you may very well um, have gaps between the bottom of the sill, which is the bottom framed piece of the wall, and that slab that could be letting air in that needs to be sealed up. And It's a concrete, blo- concrete block house, so mm-hmm. there's no gaps there. Well, you know, there's a there's a material called sill sealer that's supposed to be in between the the frame of the wall and the top of the concrete block. I mean, there there could be the thing is you can't see them, but there's tools that actually help energy auditors find those drafts and find those those gaps that can seal them up. Just one example, um, but I think I, I would recommend against excavating the house and putting the foam on the outside. I think it's too much work for not enough benefit. Dean, thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit. Hey, coming up, we have, and I'm very excited about this, our good friend Bob Vila, who's going to join us with some great advice for home buyers because homes are becoming more affordable thanks to a plethora of them on the market right now. And with a little bit of sweat equity on your part, a so-so home could become a major showpiece. Find out what you need to know from our friend Bob Vila next. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Rheem Tankless Water Heaters, which qualify for a $300 energy efficiency tax credit if purchased before the end of this year. Learn more at SmarterHotWater.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. 
Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now with your home improvement question. Call us with your do-it-yourself dilemma. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Hey, it's been a difficult real estate market. In fact, it's a buyer's market right now. Lots of inventory is making it possible for first-time home buyers to bargain hunt. But there are still a few obstacles out there. That's right. To give first-time home buyers some great insight and advice, we are thrilled, just thrilled, to have our friend Bob Vila back on the program. Welcome, Bob. Thank you. It's good to be with you. So, Bob, you have all of those uh, 25 or 30 years olds out there that are hoping to buy a home. Good market right now. Where do we begin? Well, it's you know, there's you have to look at both sides of the coin. It is a good market in that a lot of prices have started coming down. But it's a bad market, and that we're looking at the middle of one, one of the worst messes in the financial markets that we've that I've seen since the, the early '80s, in terms of you know foreclosures and in terms of uh, uh, a lot of these irresponsible loans and and these kind of uh, uh, difficult situations that have come across just in the last couple of years. So yeah, if, if you want to focus on on the on the silver lining, there are <laughs> price reductions. There are uh, in many markets, uh, uh, you know, really uh, almost a glut of inventory of housing units, many of them brand new and in interesting places. Well, I mean, it, you're right with the financial end of it. It just seems so difficult. And I even know when we were buying our house five years ago, it seemed difficult to make that step. Now for younger people or even first-time home buyers of any age to secure that financial loan is extremely difficult. So what are folks to look for as far as a good bargain for a good price with the money that they can get? Well, you know, it's it's uh, a buyer's market is always a market for the guy that's relatively well-heeled, who's been saving some money and waiting for this kind of opportunity. So for those people who have the money to put down uh, and who have the ability to uh, take on mortgages that are not going to be as good as they were a year ago or five years ago, then, you know, there are some good opportunities. Uh, for other folks, it might be uh, a, a good time to just stay put and save some money and invest in other areas other than real estate, because a lot of people have been fooled into thinking that real estate is just a nonstop escalator to, to complete wealth. And we have had many, many areas of the country where people have done very, very well with their homes and indeed have become wealthy because of real estate that they own. But every once in a while you go through a gap and you go through a stop and a plateau and sometimes it goes downhill. I think one of the sad things that I was hearing on the news recently is where one of the major home building companies in the country is basically trying to dump 100 units of inventory by reducing the price drastically, which might be a boon for buyers, but it certainly is a sad story for the guys that bought six months ago who all of a sudden find themselves looking at the value reduction of their own real estate. We're talking to Bob Vila. He has a great website, bobvila.com, with an amazing collection. Your life's work of video and new stuff happening all the time. Bob, you mentioned that uh, there are some neighborhoods around the country that you consider to have been sort somewhat resurrected. Can you give us uh, some ideas of some of those places and, and where folks might want to start bargain hunting in those spots? One of the things that I found interesting in the last five or ten years is that more and more urban centers, I'm thinking of Chicago, uh, but more and more urban centers started converting old light industrial house, uh, construction, you know, old buildings that were never meant to be residential into loft space. And the whole concept of living in a loft became extremely popular in places other than Soho in New York City. 
If you look at New York City, there's a great example there. I mean, the, 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 what was once affordable real estate south of Houston Street is now multimillionaire stuff. What was once affordable real estate in Chelsea is now all expensive art galleries. And if you follow the artists, which I always think is a good thing to watch, they've all moved to Brooklyn. And, you know, the, the hottest part of Brooklyn right now is Williamsburg, and that's where the artists first started going, you know, in the last three, four, five years. So that applies almost to any city. When, when you pay attention and see where, the, where the, uh, the artistic element of your local society is dwelling, that usually is an up-and-coming place. That's a great tip to follow the artist. Now, let's say you find a house, and, and Bob, I don't know if you know this, but I spent 20 years as a professional home inspector, and one of the most common mistakes I used to find that certain buyers would make is they would get their hearts set on a house a bit too early in the transaction before they really understood what they were getting involved in. Have you uh, observed similar things in your years? Oh, sure. I mean, there, there are always people that get overly enthusiastic about something and, and jump in over their heads. Um, and obviously, we've seen so much of that in the last few years with the mortgage industry luring and seducing a lot of people into situations where they shouldn't have gotten into. I mean, you're seeing a lot of foreclosures right now. I just am keeping my fingers crossed that the Fed, the federal government doesn't go in and bail out all these bankers and all these hedge fund guys who have made some mistakes uh, while ignoring the little guy. Uh, who are the hard, you know the, the guys that are really going to suffer? You've got a lot of people that are in danger of being foreclosed on right now, and it's a, uh, it's probably in, in my 35 years in, in in this in this area. This is probably one of the uglier moments I can recall. Well, so now, what is your advice, or just general overall advice for people who've already made the plunge? They've got a house, whether it's a fixer upper or a new house, but what can they do to best protect their investment over the long haul? Well, in, in all situations, the best thing that you can do is to take good care of your investment, obviously. And if you are in, in a situation where you're struggling because of, a, uh, of a, uh, an adjustable mortgage rate, then what you need probably is the advice of a professional either in the law or in the brokerage community or both or, you know, just make your first stop your bank. But renegotiating is always more more appealing to the banker and the guy that holds the note than just finding themselves having to foreclose and owning an empty house. And your website at bobvilla.com, great resource, uh, great videos there, great how-to information. And uh, how's the tool line going? There's a good place to start if you own a house. You can uh, pick up a self, uh, set of Bob Vila tools. It's been an exciting time for, for us from the point of view of the Bob Vila brand. Uh, we started manufacturing tools, and uh, we brought them out exclusively on Home Shopping Network and on the Internet at, uh, at their site and at BobVila.com. And I'm hoping that in the beginning of the year you'll start, you'll start seeing them in a lot of the actual big stores. Uh, but we've come out not just with uh, hand tools and cordless tools, but one of the things that I've always thought were a valuable contribution to the homeowner was to put out kits. Uh, toolkits, if you will, not just a toolbox with an assortment of things, although that's a great gift, but specific toolkits, for example, for a plumbing project. So we've got Bob Vila branded tools that are available in a kit just with collection of wrenches and a DVD with instruction on doing different types of uh, simple plumbing repairs, a leaky faucet and things like that. So you get the tools and the information to get the job done, Bob Vila. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. The website is bobvila.com. Great to be with you.
Well, it is always super fun talking to, I'm sorry to say, Bob, my second favorite Cuban in the world because my husband's numero uno on that <laughs> list. But, Bob, you have a very special place in my heart since I was a little girl. All right, Money Pit listeners, up next, we have got an easy way for police or firefighters, you know, your emergency identifiers, to help find your house in the quickest way in the event of an emergency. So stick around. Hey, 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 money. Hello, this is Gary Sinise. The men and women in our military are on the front lines defending our freedom. They are working very hard to bring stability to some very dangerous places and to help make this a much safer world for all of us. But we can't take our heroes for granted. Americans everywhere are joining together to send an important message to those who proudly serve. For your service and sacrifice, your patriotism and devotion, America supports you. Visit americasupportsyou.mil and thank the troops for your freedom. Soaring energy prices, brutal insurance rates, variable rate loans that go nowhere but up. These are very tough times for homeowners. So we decided to do something about it. That's right. We partnered with the American Homeowners Association to create a program to ease the squeeze on American homeowners. And we're so sure that you're going to save tons of money using this unique membership that we're going to give you a month for free. Not only that, we'll give you a pair of top-notch electronic tools from Zircon, the LaserBall 360, and the sensor i60 just for becoming a member you will save money with your membership we guarantee it call 1-866-REAL-HOME that's 1-866-REAL-HOME it's a no-brainer but you're going to have to be one of our first 1,000 members so call right now at 1-866-REAL-HOME if you have trouble sleeping because of stuffy air or if your floors and furniture feel sticky, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. During milder weather, when your air conditioner isn't running, humidity levels can rise unchecked. Whether it's mold and mildew or musty smells invading your home, an April Air Central Dehumidifier will help eliminate excess moisture and get you back on your way to a comfortable, healthy home and a good night's sleep. Call your heating and cooling contractor today or visit AprilAir.com. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Wouldn't it be great if you never had to worry about running out of hot water? Do you want to pay less money to heat water for your home? How about this? A $300 credit on this year's taxes. All of those things can be yours with a Rheem tankless water heater. A Rheem tankless water heater is backed up by more than 80 years of trusted quality and a reliable reputation and provides as much hot water as you want when you want it. You can run the dishwasher, your washing machine, and shower at the same time and still have plenty of hot water left over. And Rheem tankless water heaters qualify for a $300 federal energy efficiency tax credit through the end of 2007. So if you're in the market for a new water heater and you never want to run out of hot water again, now is a great time to go tankless. Plenty of hot water, energy efficiency, and a $300 tax credit. What more could you want? Relax, it's Ream. Visit SmarterHotWater.com to learn more. That's SmarterHotWater.com.
portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, your source for how to and more importantly, how not to home improvement tips. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the number here is 1 888 Money Pit. You know what happens if you call that number? You get a great resource to all the answers you need to that home improvement dilemma that's happening in your neck of the woods. But you also get a great chance to win a super prize just by asking your question on the air. And this hour, we're giving away a Swan Digital Private Eye Security System. It's worth 199 bucks, and it's like a basic alarm system, except it's got a motion-triggered digital camera that's going to take up to 20,000 photos that will catch anyone setting it off right in the act. All you got to do is ask your question on the air for your chance to be in that Money Pit hard hat and your chance to win. 888-666-3974. That's a great way to keep unwanted people away from your house. But what if you needed help and wanted to have the right people find your house? Put yourself on the map. Here's a little trick to do just that. Replace those house numbers, and you want to use super large ones. Why? Well, so police and other emergency vehicles can locate your home really, really quickly. And if you have a long driveway or if you have an entranceway that's somewhat obscure, make sure your address is in plain view and well lit. It could keep you super safe when you need it. Talking to Ernest in Pennsylvania about air conditioning. How can we help you? I've got an old house. It was built in the 1800s. It's a row. And the heater was, the hot air heater was put in around 1962 okay. using existing ducting from the uh, gravity-fed heater. Okay. Um, considering putting in whole house air conditioning, mm-hmm. how much of a problem is that going to be? Can't do it. That duct system is going to be way undersized for air conditioning. The air conditioning ducts have to be a lot bigger. Well, uh, these are like 24 by 8 inches. Okay. They boxed in the uh, the joists. Mm. Uh, typically, well, that's probably for the return. That usually wouldn't be for the supply. You probably have another type of duct for the supply. Okay. But typically, these old houses that only had heating systems and not air conditioning, it is very unusual that you'll be able to install a central air conditioning system into that and use the same size ducts because they're typically too small and inefficient, and they don't do the job, and I don't think you're going to be happy. Now, that being said, there may be some not too terribly complicated changes that could be made to improve, improve that duct size, but you need to have an, a, an HVAC guy take a look at that, a heating, ventilation, and air conditioning contractor, because that's all mm-hmm. part of a sizing calculation. Right into the size of the compressor that you'll need and the size of the ducts. Generally, what about, though, I'm sorry, Tom, but what about, you know, a separate system, maybe something like that space pack company that uses those smaller, well, you, you could know, put flexible. A completely, yeah, you could put a completely separate system in, but, you know, I, I, I tend to think that that will probably be more expensive than improving the duct system you have right now. You know, there's a lot of tricks to the trade to this. You you can have very, very few bends. Uh, for example, if you take one 90-degree bend in a, in a metal duct, that's equivalent to like 20 lineal feet of resistance. So that's like adding the 20-foot section in terms of how much oomph it needs to get around the corners. You know what I mean? So I think you're going to have to do some modification to those ducts. I'm stuck with window units then? <laughs> no, you're not stuck with window units. Listen, you can do it. It's just going to take some work. A lot of drywall, uh, take walls out and 
Maybe not. No, if it's done carefully, it's it's. Listen, I have a really old house that has a hot water system, so we had no ducts, and we were able to get a central air conditioning system installed with very little disturbance of the framing of this house, just because we were very careful and selective about where we ran the ducts. There's a lot of places to get ducts in a row, Ernest. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's cute. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. This is the Money Pit, and we always give you good and useful home improvement advice, including up next how to fix a crack in a vinyl shower pan. I bet a lot of you are dealing with that. It's not as hard as you think. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is being brought to you by, well, by us. Save hundreds a month on groceries, not to mention significant savings on home improvement products and services with your new Money Pit American Homeowners Association membership. And get $50 in Zircon tools if you join in the next 30 minutes. Call now, 866-REAL-HOME. That's 866-REAL-HOME. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And if you like the tips we give you on the air, you will love the information we have at moneypit.com. There's new tips there every time you visit our site. You can even arrange to have one of our tips pop up on your website every single day. Just go to moneypit.com and all the info on how to do just that is right there. Hey, and while you're at moneypit.com, you've probably seen this ginormous button that's a rectangular shape that says Ask Tom and Leslie with big questions marks all over it well here's a hint if you click that you can email us your question because maybe you're too shy to pick up the phone and dial 888 money pit and then what happens is we take all your emails we get to them every time we do the money pit this hour of the show and we jump right in so if you're too shy email us we're going to answer them right now we've got one here from lorraine in st james new york which is right near that aarp house we did uh, that makeover tom yeah so, that's a great job yeah, it really came out lovely. So now we know almost practically where Lorraine lives. And she writes, we've got a crack in our vinyl shower basin. We put a fiberglass patch filler on it, and it seems to have stopped the leak. Although I don't know if this is a permanent solution. Is there any way of fixing it without replacing the entire basin and taking down all of the marble tiles around it? Would it help if we put tile down on top of it? Well, you could, but I find that the fiberglass uh, basins are a bit flexible, and my concern is that you really wouldn't be able to get good adhesion for the marble tiles. Uh, if you did it at all, I would probably use mosaics. Because mm -hmm. they have smaller, a, so they yeah, give more. Yeah, they have a lot more give. The other thing that you could do, though, is continue to add additional layers of fiberglass over that. If you use a fiberglass gloss coat, you actually might dress up that, that whole space. My only concern is this. Make sure, because it is a shower basin, that you add some sand to the mix of the fiberglass so you always have some traction and doesn't become a very, very slippery, dangerous place. Yeah, because that's all you need is slip and falls in the bath. you got to be careful there, Lorraine. All right, we've got one here from Barbara in LaPorte, Indiana, who writes, I have a fan in the over-the-stove microwave, and it doesn't vent to the outside. Should it be vented to the outside? Well, it should be, but... It should be if you can. And, and if, in fact, the stove is on the outside wall, if the microwave is on the outside wall, then it would definitely be worth the carpentry uh, job that it would take to, to vent that outside. Because if not, what it's going to do is recirculate, and that's nowhere near as effective at getting rid of the heat and the steam that comes off of the cooking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if it's not, I mean, it's not the end of the world, especially if you've got to go bends and bends and bends and it's never really going to mm -hmm. make it outside, you know, just deal with it and just be cautious to clean all of those filters. 
All right, we've got another one here from Julia in Austin, Texas, who writes, I plan to build a house and I want to increase the life of the roof by applying a waterproof paint to it before installing the roof. Is there any reason why I shouldn't paint the roof deck? Uh, yeah, that's just not the way it works. You, you don't want to waste your money or your time. Uh, if you have plywood or oriented strand board that's rated for roof decks, it's not going to be improved by paint. Mm-hmm. If you have sufficient moisture or vapor uh, water barrier above the roof deck, that is probably the best thing that you can possibly do. I would look to one of the synthetic underlayments. There's good quality synthetic underlayments like Grace Triflex Extreme. That could go under the roofing shingles, and that will give you excellent protection. It's much more effective than, uh, than tar paper because it doesn't tear and it doesn't rip. And it really is a very, very durable surface. Mm-hmm. It really is worth the minimal extra expense because it will enhance the lifetime of your roof itself. All right, Julia, hope that helps. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, available 24 7, 365 at 1 888 Money Pit, and also available online where the show continues at moneypit.com. Coming up next week on the program, what a difference a door makes. If you're trying to sell your house and you wanted to do one thing that could make a huge impact, and for not costing you a whole lot of money, could actually bring you a tremendous increase in the home value. That would be to install a front entryway. We're going to have all of the info on how to do just that next week on the program. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Hey, 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 hey.